incredibly careful today because for some reason, March 16th is everything you do is right day. Such confidence is never the ethos of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a newsletter and podcast infused with more than a modicum of doubt. But this particular solar rotation is also Freedom of Information Day, and this program seeks to be a conduit to a sense of what's happening. I'm Sean Tubbs, and welcome to the show. On today's program, Deshad Cooper drops out of the House District 54 race, but joins the Charlottesville City Council race. Charlottesville's Sister City Commission is offering up travel scholarships, and Charlottesville City Council hears from department heads at a budget work session. In today's first subscriber-supported public service announcement, Camp Albemarle has for 60 years been a wholesome, rural, rustic, and restful site for youth activities, church groups, civic events, and occasional private programs. Located on 14 acres on the banks of the Mormons River near Free Union, Camp Albemarle continues as a legacy of being a civilian conservation corps project that seeks to promote the importance of rural activities. Camp Albemarle seeks support for a plan to winterize the Hamner Lodge, a structure built in 1941 by the CCC and used by every 4th and 5th grade student in Charlottesville and Albemarle for the study of ecology for over 20 years. If this campaign is successful, Camp Albemarle could operate year-round. Consider your support by visiting campalbemarleva.org slash donate. And then there were three candidates running for the 54th House District seat. Fifeville resident Deshad Cooper has opted to run for the Democratic nomination for Charlottesville City Council. Cooper had filed to be on the ballot for the General Assembly seat, but updated his paperwork this week to potentially fill another vacancy. So far, two of three council incumbents have filed paperwork to run again, but Sina McGill resigned from council earlier this year. The person appointed to fill her seat, Leia Perrier, has not said whether she will seek to occupy the seat for a four-year term. Councilors Michael Payne and Lloyd Snook are running for a second term. Cooper leaving the House District 54 race leaves Bellamy Brown, Katrina Carlson, and Dave Norris as the three candidates in the race for the Democratic nomination for the June 20th primary. Former Charlottesville City Councilor David Brown has already withdrawn from the campaign. Anyone else who wants to run has until April 6th to file if they want to be a political party's nominee. The deadline to be an independent is June 20th. Take a look at the Virginia Department of Elections website for more information. A request for comment from Cooper was not returned by publication time. Does travel to one of Charlottesville's sister cities seem to be completely infeasible, but you really want to go? The Charlottesville Sister Cities Commission has $8,000 available for scholarships available for any one of their organized journeys. Here's a section from a press release. Individuals who participate in traveling delegations or students engaged in exchange programs or organized trips to one of Charlottesville's sister cities typically have to pay out-of-pocket for their travel costs. Since this often poses a financial barrier to participation for low-income or working-class residents, high school students, 
the Commission created the Travel Scholarship Program to help lower such barriers and enable a broader cross-section of community residents to realize the benefits of sister city travel opportunities. Residents can apply for up to $1,000, have to pay out of pocket after that. The deadline to apply is March 29th. There's a link to the application forms in the newsletter. Charlottesville City Council continues to comb through the budget for the next fiscal year that begins on July 1st, 2023. As the city prepares itself for a future with more residential density, staying on top of the budget is a good way to track those preparations. One of the key subject areas of Charlottesville community engagement is the budget process of Albemarle County in Charlottesville. There's a whole set of stories on information in Charlottesville that captures this topic over the last two and a half years. Charlottesville's budget for next year was introduced at the March 6th meeting, as I reported at the time, and I also wrote a second story on March 9th. Council held their first work session on the budget on March 9th. Here's a summary of what I've heard. Interim City Manager Michael C. Rogers' recommended budget is just over $226 million, $13 million higher than in the current fiscal year. Mostly from uh, real estate taxes, $9 million. And, and uh, the, the food and lodging taxes, sales taxes increased some, but it's a total sum of $13 million. There's no increase in any of the city's tax rates, but assessments went up. All of that additional revenue is being used in the budget with several new positions. Three b- battalion chiefs, a human rights investigator, uh, human rights administrative support, a human resources recruiter, which we desperately need, the number of vacancies that we have, a deputy director of human resources, PCOB management analyst, emergency manager coordinator, uh, safer grant fire, uh, firefighters, 15 firefighter positions uh, that, that are not new, they're on the payroll, but we, we, we had a grant several years back, so it's now time to, uh, for the general fund to begin absorbing that cost. Another new position is an employee to work with Deputy City Manager Ashley Marshall for a ready position in the office that was created last July in the current budget and now includes several positions that had been freestanding. Ready stands for Racial Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. Currently, your Office of Equity and Inclusion is me, me, and me. Um, And um, also along with our leads for the uh, Downtown Job Center, our Home to Hope program, and our ADA (coughs) coordinator. Um, So the Ready uh, individual would help to provide an umbrella not only over the great work that those programs are already doing, but would help um, working within the organization to make sure that we are providing um, adequate and timely training opportunities for our staff, uh, being able to have an additional set of eyes to review program proposals to make sure we're thinking of equity. Other positions were eliminated or reclassified, such as five vacant police officers. More on that in a bit. This work session offered a chance for representatives of various departments to explain their budget. That included Charlottesville's interim fire chief, Michael Thomas, who said that the budget has responded to 5,600 calls for service in the first eight months of the current fiscal year. 
That number has been increasing since the fire department switched to proximity dispatch in fiscal year 21. And at that time when it was implemented, it was a 56% increase in our EMS call volume. And with that 50% increase in our call volume, we were able to reduce the response times to the citizens by 9%. There was also a report from the Department of Parks and Recreation and their $12.9 million budget for fiscal year 24. Here is Deputy Director Ryan Anthony. I believe that we are the gateway to the city and department. As you can see in Parks and Rec, uh, we have a very large portfolio. Um, uh, we have uh, 28 parks within the city and counting. Next year, hopefully next year or the year, before, year after, we'll be adding another park. Anthony said there are 45 playgrounds, including those on school grounds. There are six miles of paved trails and over 30 miles of natural trails. We have uh, four swimming pools, two indoor and two outdoor, plus four splash pads. As the summer approaches, Anthony said staffing issues have been resolved, and the hope is to open both Washington Pool and Honesty Pool seven days a week. In part, that's because a lot of the service at Honesty has been outsourced. Anthony also said the department is looking for ways to add more classes and may partner with other organizations. We'll be back for more in this segment after a break. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. And, you know, continued existence of this newsletter and podcast means that many of you are supporting local information. Maybe you want to support some local businesses as well. The Buy Local campaign is in full swing, and both the Albemarle and Charlottesville offices of economic development want people to consider spending locally as they shop throughout the year. The Buy Local campaign highlights small businesses within Charlottesville and Albemarle County through a multi-channel, multimedia, promotional, and educational campaign designed to reinforce how important supporting areas small business is to the local economy. Locally owned, independent businesses with a brick and mortar presence in the city or county interested in being featured in the campaign should visit showlocallove.org or contact info at showlocallove.org. For more information on the Buy Local campaign, visit showlocallove.org or follow on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And now back to the presentation from the March 9th Charlottesville City Council Budget Work Session. And next up was Police Chief Michael Kotchis, who has been on the job for two months now. It's been, uh, it's been a busy few weeks, um, and I'm really still getting to know the community and uh, our officers. And uh, I'll just start off by saying I've been nothing but impressed with this police department and the men and women that we have. Uh, we have a good foundation. We have a lot of work to do. But, um, but, I'm, but I'm very optimistic. Kotchis said Sergeant Eric Thomas is now serving as the department's community involvement coordinator to help build relationships with different groups in the city. Our, one of the initial things he's been charged with doing is to identify key stakeholders in the community, maybe around 15 or 20, uh, to serve on our uh, community action team or chief's advisory team where we would meet monthly and gather input from these key stakeholders um, as to what they want to see from our community outreach. As for the recent uptick in gun violence, 
Kotchis said a detective has been assigned full-time to the Federal Bureau of Investigation's Safe Streets Task Force. And we have actually used those federal resources in the recent case um, of the uh, homicide that occurred on Hardy Drive. Kotchis said he recently sent some of his staff to Alexandria to review the crisis response team that is used there in situations such as a school shooting. We have to be prepared to respond to those, and currently we are not. So our if something like that happens in this city tonight, Virginia State Police would be responding. In response to a question about those five eliminated police officers, Kotchis said he also wants a staffing study to take place to find out how many officers his department needs. Next, it was time for Public Works Director Stacy Smalls to go through the proposed $24.46 million budget for his department. That includes the engineering division. They're responsible for traffic and a lot of different uh requests we get about, hey, is the street safe? Can we get stop sign here? Should we should we be doing uh, traffic diets and things like that? We also have our VDOT uh, project management team there that's responsible for 116 federal, state, and local matching monies for that uh, VDOT program that they are responsible for delivering. Finally, Garland Williams of Charlottesville Area Transit appeared and said they are currently 14 drivers short and any that are hired are going to pupil transportation. So transit is kind of sacrificing our recruitment efforts to make sure that we recruit uh, uh, school bus drivers first. Williams said CAT will focus on restoring service to pre-pandemic levels. Pre-pandemic level, we would have been running 25 buses at peak. Um, We're running 18 today. Um, We want to continue our efforts to to restore that service. We want to improve service on the the Route 6. We'll provide service to Crescent Hall and South 1st Street. Um, Today it operates on a 60-minute schedule. We want to change that to a 30-minute model. Williams told council about the microtransit service that CAT won the contract to provide in Albemarle County and were briefed on earlier this year. The goal for us is try to get it up and running um, hopefully in the late fall. of this uh, calendar year. Transit is another major focus area of Charlottesville community engagement. A lot of promises have been made in the last couple of years, but have they been kept? Scroll back through the archives of Information Charlottesville for accounts of many conversations from the past two and a half years. One thing you'll note is that in 2021, new bus routes were drawn and went through the public process, but have never been implemented for lack of drivers. That is the end of this installment of the program. I have neglected to write anything down for this point, so you are hearing the unvarnished me saying thank you. This has been a crazy couple of weeks, and there's a couple more crazy weeks as I clean up one house and get another ready for all the stuff that was in the other one. It's a long story. You don't want to hear it. We are at the end of this program. When's the next one going to be? Good question. I am hoping to get one out on Saturday, maybe. Definitely won't be one tomorrow. There's way too much going on. Uh, But I do hope to be back to full service fairly soon. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. Thank you very much. Thank you, Racky, for this wonderful music, which ends the program right now. 